The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. Welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by Bay Landscapes, 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond. Open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sundays and public holidays, 9 to 4. Today we're focusing on tips to help your treasures survive this hot summer weather. At Bay Landscapes, we are moving. As mentioned in my last show, by mid-February we will be at 38 Artillery Place off Lower Queen Street. Turn at Sandeman Road beside the MDF plant, then turn right into Artillery Place and go to the end. The MDF plant, that's Nelson Pine. We're very excited to continue to supply all of your landscaping materials, plus our truly fabulous range of veggie plants, bedding plants, perennials and trees and shrubs. In the meantime, until the 12th of February, you can still visit us at 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond. Well, this weather is so demoralising. I've hit the wall a few times yelling at the sun to go away, which is most unladylike. That was last week. I was really slogging it in my nursery, carrying trays of plants from the sunny areas into the shade to work on them. And it was really tiring. It was lovely, though, because in the shade there was also a gorgeous breeze blowing, so I managed to work without getting too hot, apart from my very frequent forays out into the sun. So whether you're in Marlborough, Tasman District, Golden Bay or Nelson, I'm sure you're, you're all experiencing similar sort of really hot weather. And definitely the sun, I know I mentioned it in my last show and probably the show before, it is so strong. It is just ridiculously strong. On Sunday, we had the hottest day here of the summer and it was 36 degrees and in the shade it was 29. I just couldn't believe it because it was only meant to be 26. I was like, well, no. And the day before, I think it got to 34. And yeah, it, it, it was just excruciatingly hot. Something simple that will really help to conserve soil moisture, and this is going to sound a little bit daft, is to stop weeding. As gardeners, we see weeds and we think, oh, I've got to get rid of them. It's actually quite important at this time of the year to take a step back and think, hang on, maybe the weeds are actually helping. We all know that weeds compete with plants for nutrients, but at this time of the year, when the sun is so strong and we're fairly dry, really the weeds help because a lot of the times they're struggling to grow as well, but they are providing shade for the soil and also for your precious plants' roots. As I mentioned, I've been tidying up my nursery plants and it is a double-edged sword because on one side of it, I'm getting rid of the weeds that are in the pots, which I need to do because they are definitely taking some moisture away from plant, my, my you know, small nursery plants. And I've also cut back some of the ones that have been flowering. So why is it a double-edged sword? This is because it exposes the potting mix a bit more to the sun. So that means that it's going to dry out more. But on a brighter note, it also means that I'm not watering things that were really old or 
things that had died. I have emptied out quite a lot of pots of things that had died, which happens. It's just part of having a, a nursery at home or any type of nursery, to be honest. After a couple of years, some things you just think, well, no, you're not going to do anything and you don't look terribly great, so out you go. And this is good in some ways because it means you're not wasting water watering things that have either died and you didn't realise or just things that are never really going to thrive. So double-edged sword but worth it. Although I have to say on Sunday when I sort of looked at them I went, oh, crikey, I'm so sorry. You know, I really have exposed you to this nasty sun. But that's okay. So... That, that just sort of happens. But, oh, the one thing I really wanted to tell you about, which is absolutely delightful, is it must have been last week, was it the week before, when I was tidying up nursery plants, I noticed there was a new season's thrush sort of hanging around. And I did throw out a couple of a couple of snails. Well, my main day for tidying up the plants or days was Wednesday, Thursday last week. And I walked up to the big wheelbarrow that we've got, or the big small trailer that we've got out there that I'm dumping everything into. And... I looked over the top and here was a little thrush sort of leaning up as if to go, well, have you got any snails for me? And also the day before it had been in a tree near me and it was just looking at me as if to say, come on, where are they? So what's really lovely is because I used 12.5 centimetre square pots for all my plants and they're in these wonderful trays that fit 18 to a tray, they're quite close together. And so you find snails and slugs, etc., hidden because the the pots slightly angled downwards so that they quite often hide on the sides of the pots. Well, I had a whale of a time the other day and so did the thrush. I must have thrown that thrush about 10 snails and it was just gorgeous to watch uh, because I would, I would toss it quite a distance and she'd jump out of the tree and run over to it, grab it and then run back to the base of the tree and proceed to take quite a while to smash it up and eat it. I did worry at one stage that I might be overfeeding it with snails so... <laughs> But isn't that lovely? I mean, I've, I've heard of people having blackbirds that follow them around the garden for worms, but I've never had song thrushes, because song thrushes tend to be more timid than blackbirds. I've never had them sort of following me. And I felt terrible the other day, it must have been Friday afternoon, because she suddenly appeared in the tree, like right above my head, looking at me. And I said, oh, okay, I'll try and find you some snails. And by the time I had found the snails, she'd gone. I'm going, thrush, come back, I've got snails. <laughs> Anyway, there's just oh, it's just one of the things I adore about this property. Because we don't spray, our wildlife is just fantastic. And John was mowing down near our pond the other day too, and a, and a, a frog leapt out of the undergrowth and, and jumped into our pond, which is really lovely. So we, we have got a really good ecosystem going on here, which is really, really lovely. So getting back to how to protect your treasures or, or help them survive during this hot weather... It may not continue, we might end up having a change in the weather, but it is still worth keeping in mind that we do generally, we, we've, officially we've got another month of summer, but I think here summer can sometimes go right on into April, or at least it feels as though it does. If your container plants are suffering, shift them into morning sun only. They'll cope even if they are sun lovers, because our sun is so fierce. And they'll be fine there until the weather cools. Also check that your, if you've got them on saucers, check that the saucers haven't become jammed up with gunk. And if they have, remove it. And that means you'll have more water landing or, or draining through into the saucers, which is really important. 
If you have precious treasures that you really love that are drying out and you're worried about them, try upending tall, full water bottles. This will definitely help. Water them as well and then that extra water is there when they need it in between watering. Also, if you find your houseplants are struggling, houseplants do tend to struggle in summer, particularly if they're in a room that gets a lot of sunlight. Again, move them to a cooler part of the house if you can. And if you can't, maybe even move them into your cool garage. It won't do them any harm just while the summer is so in, or the summer sun is so intense. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by Bay Landscapes, 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond, until the 12th of February. Open Monday to Saturday, 8.30 to 5. Sunday, public holidays, 9 to 4. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb. Today we're focusing on tips to help your treasures survive this hot summer weather. At Bay Landscapes, they're at, I say, 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond, until the 12th of February. Have no fear, they're not, they're not closing down. They are relocating. They're relocating to 38 Artillery Place. Come into Bay Landscapes at 33 Bait Up Road now and you'll receive a map of our new location. Plus, on the other side of the map, there's a 20% off your first purchase at our new site. So from mid-February, we'll be at 38 Artillery Place, which is off Sandman Road by Nelson Pine, otherwise known as the MDF plant, Lower Queen Street. Make a note in your diary. One thing I do also want to mention about is if you've got soil that has become arid. I went out into my kitchen garden, which I haven't been able to work in because it's just been too hot. So there's weeds galore. I'm still getting vegetables and strawberries and yummy things but I've given up trying to weed it. There's just no point. And like I say, the weeds are helping to conserve a little bit of moisture when I water. So I looked at my gooseberries and thought, oh my goodness, because in between my gooseberries, I've got chili, chilies and grow bags that are doing really well, by the way. I've never grown chilies before. It's fun. I've only got green ones at the moment, but I'm looking forward to them going red. And so I've been watering those, but the soil around my gooseberry plants is absolutely tinder dry. I did a little bit of weeding just because I wanted to see what the soil was like and it really is completely arid to right down deep. So how do you re what's the best way to rehydrate your soil? When it's that dry it is going to take a bit of effort. You can water but to be honest you're going to need to water for quite a long time to really make any difference. So what I did was I went and got a 10 litre bucket and I filled that with water and I gradually just put it around my gooseberry. I did it around each one and then each one got 10 litres and then I filled it up again and did another 10 litres, filled it up again, did another 10 litres. And then a really great idea is to grab big handfuls of sheep manure pellets and I put them around the gooseberries, not hard up against the, the, the little stem of the plants, but definitely around them and probably around about, ooh, 10, yeah, about five centimetres thick at least. You might think that sounds a lot, but it really does help. And then I gave them more water. Now, from now on, each time I water, the, water those gooseberry plants or they get, they get some rain, hopefully, those sheep manure pellets are going to absorb that moisture and they will really help to rehydrate that soil. It won't happen instantly, but it really will happen. And the other thing you can do too to help rehydrate, if, if you just try a different method, is dig the sheep manure pellets through the soil before you water, before you start to try and rehydrate it. And that will work as well. I, I prefer the first method because I find it works better for me. 
I looked at my hellebores. I've got hellebores in a garden, a raised garden around our garage. And I know at this time of the year, they do struggle. Well, the other day I looked in horror and they were almost flat. I just thought, oh, you've got to be kidding me. So again, water, water did the same thing. And I'm not wasting water because I'm doing it with a 10 litre bucket. I'm doing it very gradually. So the water is really being absorbed into the soil. Sometimes, especially with raised beds, if you use a hose, you'll watch it and, and you'll be hosing, thinking, oh, this is really good. And then you suddenly see a great big puddle forming at the bottom of the, of the retaining wall or the raised bed running out onto the ground. And that is a waste of water. If you just use a bucket and tip it very gradually, you'll find that'll work a treat. And then believe you me, did I dump sheep manure pellets on them. I mean, I dumped them. <laughs> so yeah, it really is It really is worth using sheep manure pellets for that. But one thing I want to mention too, a butter stick courgettes from Evandale Nurseries in Southland. They are absolutely amazing. I usually grow a green courgette and a yellow. And the one that's generally available is one called Gabrielle's Gold. And I've always found that the plants have been a little bit weak and the courgettes are lovely, but they're not nothing to rave about. Well, the butter stick courgettes from Evandale are divine. They form, they, they fruit prolifically. They form beautiful, firm courgettes with the most divine flavour. They're absolutely gorgeous. So I've just ordered more from Evandale. So we should have some at Bay Landscapes this coming weekend. So if you want to try growing them, it's not too late to plant courgettes. I've just put in a green one last weekend and it's growing really well. Traditionally, we talk about watering in the evening so that plants absorb moisture overnight. In this heat, I find watering early each morning, preferably before the sun hits my vegetables, works a treat. The plants survive the heat of the day and are ready for more water the next morning. I found that if I do it in the evening, by the time I get through to the next evening, they've absorbed a lovely amount of moisture overnight, but then the heat of the day starts and by the afternoon, they're just going, oh, help. I can't cope. So do try, if you do find that your vegetables are struggling a little bit, do try watering them early in the morning if you can. I'm harvesting Harbour plums at the moment. They're huge this year and it's such a beautiful self-fertile plum. It has an incredible flavour with dark skin and reddish flesh. This plum is worth looking for for this coming season to, to plant one. Did that make sense? That wasn't even English. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, I think you know what I meant. <laughs> if you do still want to plant veggie seedlings, plant them in the evening once the sun is gone. If planting during the day, they will look very sad and may not even survive the experience. Sowing seeds for winter harvest. If you want to sow seeds for plants to plant in autumn for winter harvest, it's a really good idea to place them in the shade as this will help prevent them from drying out and stressing. The main thing is, if you've got them in the shade, as soon as the seedling, seed leaves appear, shift them to morning sun so that they don't stretch too much and just keep an eye on them. It's actually quite a tricky time of the year for sowing seeds. I've got a plant stand at the bottom of my drive and I just, I've just decided for February, no, I just can't. I'm, I'm not sowing any seeds now. I'll probably start sowing again in mid-February. It's just too hot. This year just seems to be really extreme when it, when it comes to the heat of the sun. I know I keep saying that, but it's true. <laughs> the other thing is, this is probably the most important advice I can give you, is please rain dance. Rain dance like crazy, because we really do desperately need some rain. Happy gardening, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. 
If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is Tuesday morning, 20 to 11. Thanks Bay Landscapes, 33 Baitup Road, Richmond, open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5pm, Saturday, 9 to 5pm, Sunday and public holidays, 9 to 4pm, for supporting my show. And thank you for joining me. See you next time. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.